Earlier this month, the Financial Services Information Sharing and Analysis Center and the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation, a private firm that partnered with the FSI SEC two years ago, announced that they would be discontinuing Soltra Edge, an automated threat intel sharing platform used by numerous U.S. banking institutions. The announcement came as a shock to many banks, as none seemed to anticipate that Soltra Edge was going away. Here, Bill Nelson, President and CEO of the Financial Services Information Sharing and Analysis Center, joins me to discuss why Soltra Edge is being phased out and what, if anything, FSISAC plans to offer to the banking community in its absence. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group. So, Bill, thank you for joining me today. The news about Soltra Edge's discontinuation broke on November 17th, leaving many U.S. institutions with a number of questions as to why. Was Soltra Edge simply not profitable? Well, thank you, Tracy. And, uh, well, first of all, let me, let me say I have some very exciting and positive news to share regarding Soltra and Soltra Edge. And even though we announced the wind down of Soltra last week, there has been ongoing, really diligent efforts to find the right place for Soltra Edge technology to be maintained and supported. So I'm pleased to announce, and you're the first to hear this, that a longtime business partner of FSISAC, a company called NC4, has agreed to acquire the technology, including the source code, the assets, the development staff, and, and the support agreements that our customers have signed, everything associated with uh, Soltra Edge. And the acquisition has been completed as of November 22nd, and we're all working towards a smooth and rapid transition. So the reason we made the announcement last week was really because of the uh, business model. If you look at FSISAC, we're really not a software company, and neither is DTCC. We really wanted to try to make it work. It looked like we couldn't do it. Had been looking for a buyer for really all of this year. And when it didn't look like that was going to happen, we decided it was time to wind it down. However, NC4 did come through, and they really have a long-standing relationship with us. Uh, so we gladly accepted the offer, which was great. Uh, and they'll, they'll be able to provide continuing support for Soltra for the foreseeable future. So, Bill, that is good news. Tell me about NC4. You mentioned that the FSISAC has a relationship with this organization, but I'm not really quite sure that I'm quite so familiar with who they are. Yeah, they've been, uh, for us, they've been kind of behind the scenes. We first bought one of their services about 10 years ago. It was a risk center service, more on physical security alerts, incidents happening around the world. It could be terrorist attacks or uh, even major weather events, uh, earthquakes, tsunamis, those types of things and we would get notified immediately. I remember one of the examples we used was one of our members was flying to Mumbai and uh, was changing planes in London. He got an alert uh, from us through NC4 uh, 15 minutes after the Mumbai attacks had occurred, the terrorist attacks that occurred a few years ago, and he changed his plane and went home <laughs> as a result of that alert. So getting a good situational awareness information was one of the key reasons we went with them. And more recently, in last uh, about four years ago, we went with their CTX product. It's called the Cyber Threat Exchange. And it's really a portal solution for sharing threat information, uh, other uh, vulnerability information or uh, member submissions, those types of anonymous member submission capabilities. So we decided to go with their portal and implemented that four years ago. And it's become fairly customized for us and actually several other sectors and government users too. So, Bill, you touched on this, but perhaps you could expand a bit. Was the plan then for Soltra Edge all along to hand it over once it was developed to some other organization that may be able to take it to the next level? I don't think it was uh, in the plan initially, but I think in the last year or so, we started to head in that direction. It became 
somewhat clear in terms of resources and capital needed to sustain a, a startup like this and the fact that you know, we really weren't a startup company, didn't have VC money backing us. NC4 does have a lot of capital to back them up. They are in a good position. I think this integrates well with their product line. I mentioned the Cyber Threat Exchange. Having an automated solution to interface that, I think, would really build a, a great product, and we're very excited to be part of this transaction and uh, turn it over to them. So let's go back to talk a little bit about Soltra Edge specifically, Bill. Where does Soltra Edge fit into this whole area of automated cyber defense, i.e., does it compete with other threat intel automation platforms that are out there? That's a great question, and when we got started with Soltra Edge, there really wasn't much out there. Since then, there's been a number of threat intelligence platforms that have been developed and a lot of other solutions. I think Soltred really does play a key role, though. It's a lot like an aggregation system or a pipe to originate and create sticks, taxi, format transactions in an automated fashion, a standard. It also can receive and consume or provide to other systems, sticks, taxi formats. But it's not a source, it's not a threat intelligence provider, it's not a orchestration system, it's not a cyber defense system, and it doesn't really provide the tools to make decisions to automate. What it does is it's never claimed to do any of that stuff. It always from the get-go said, we will provide valid sticks, taxi transactions, and you can then make the decisions on whether you want to automate it directly or have a person look at it before action is taken. So that's a key role. I think even a lot of the other providers out there rely on it. That's a good point, Bill, because Soldier Edge really has had a lot of success, especially when it comes to promoting the use of sticks and taxi. How widely has Soldier Edge been deployed to date? I think one of the original goals was to create a market for this concept of sticks, taxi, and automation. And if you look at when we first offered it as a free download back in the end of December of 2013, there's been over 11,000 downloads of it from 2,900 different companies in 77 countries. About 40, a little over 40% of those downloads from those 2,900 companies have been from financial services firms. So it hasn't all been in the financial services market. It's been other sectors. It's been other government entities uh, around the world have downloaded. So they've all benefited from being able to download it, creating an environment for themselves to start the automation process. But I think the biggest uh, success of Soltra has been it's really created a market and created some capabilities that a lot of the security vendors were pretty reluctant to do three years ago, three or four years ago. If you look at the number of vendors out there that accepted Sticks Taxi or created Sticks Taxi, was, you couldn't count them on one hand. Now it's, it's dozens and dozens. Uh, in fact, most are required to, uh, if they're going to stay in the business, to accept sticks for taxi or create sticks taxi formats. So I think in that regard, Stolcher was a key industry mover that really moved the needle toward greater automation using sticks taxi. How would you say that Stolcher will help to enhance sticks? Yeah, I think one of the things that happened early on was sticks originally was a format created by MITRE Corporation as part of a the Department of Homeland Security contract. So it wasn't a global standard yet. The Soltra team actually approached OASIS, a global standards body, to make it a global standard and have been the driving force for doing that. So I think the big benefit from 
all that too has been now it's a global standard. It will, it will not only just be accepted here in the U.S., it will be accepted worldwide. And uh, that's why we've seen such great adoption for Sticks, Taxi, and Soldier itself around the world. Bill, how would you say that this acquisition will help to take Soldier Edge to the next level? Well, I think you know there's always a question when you have a business model that expenses you know, might be greater than revenues at, at, at times. You need sufficient capital to continue to improve the software, uh, create new capabilities. And NC4 has made it clear that they want to look beyond the current version, including uh, Soldier Edge 2.9 is, is what they uh, want to work on now. And that was really going to be scrapped if we didn't move forward and, and wound down. But now the wind down's off the table. They have a roadmap for the current future to continue to support Sultra and creating new capabilities. It's really going to be up to them what those capabilities are, but at least they plan to listen to customers. One of the customers that they will be signing up will be FSISAC. We're happy to be in that role and transition from an owner to a customer. So we will be, uh, of course, advising them on how we see this uh, broad-scale applicability of Sultra and Sultra Edge in the future how we might be able to help them help define requirements because we are supporting a cyber threat repository for our members. And we want to continue to do that and we'll need Sultra help to do that. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about that, Bill. How will the FSISAC's threat intelligence repository, which relies on Sultra Edge, be impacted by this acquisition from NC4, if at all? Well, the good news is it would have been impacted if we had wound down Sultra, but now we look forward to the NC4 relationship, getting support, so I think it's really good news for FSISEC members, Sultra users, and of course, continued maintenance and support for our repository. I forgot to mention, too, it's also good news for working with Department of Homeland Security, their automated indicator sharing initiative, the AIS system. We recently signed an agreement to move forward with that. From a technical standpoint, we really need Sultra support to make that work. I know Sultra spent a lot of time the last several months working with the DHS AIS team to make sure it met our needs. So to have that continued to support going forward, I think, is an exciting development. And I would assume, too, at this point, Bill, that open sourcing Sultra Edge is off the table. Yes, that's correct. There will be no open source of Sultra. It will continue to be owned by the new owner, but NC4. But uh, in terms of the, the company itself, I think right now it's my understanding they'll continue with the Sultra name, which has pretty wide recognition and awareness in the market about, about Sultra. And I think many our, our members will be very pleased to hear that it will continue to be supported in the foreseeable future. And then, Bill, one final question for you. Initially, when the discontinuation of Sultra Edge was announced, the FSI SAC said that it would be supported until March 31st, and then, of course, you know, would be phased out so that banking institutions would have a little bit of time to transition. Now that there's been this acquisition by NC4, I'm assuming that the transition will be relatively seamless, if there's any concern about that at all? Yeah, it should be completely seamless. So there's no wind down. There's no uh, end date. It's all immediately uh, being taken over by NC4. It's my understanding they're looking at, you know, hiring some of the development staff back, and, and uh, there's already a skeleton crew there already, but they want to expand on that. So they are talking to uh, uh, previous employees and, and bringing them on board. So we, we see no impact at all now or in the future. Well, that is good news, Bill, and it came just in time for the holidays. So I want to thank you again for your time today. Well, thank you. Again, we've just heard from Bill Nelson at the FSISAC. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten.